Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, midwives of culture for grace and truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, C. How you doing? I am doing good. You know, we are we are walking towards, we are very close to my favorite time of the year, and that is the Christmas time. Oh. <laughs> we are very close oh, to oh, it. Oh, no, no. No, we're here. We're here. It's December. It's done. Like, it's Christmas. All we're there. Long. We're there. <laughs> in what is the longest year in human history, we are finally <laughs> at December. <laughs> so that's wow. how I'm doing. How we are you it. doing we survived. it? Hey, I'm glad to be here. Okay. We made it. We survived thus far. Um, and I'm just glad to be at the table with you again. You know, I know that our sisters at the table are going to be surprised. Like I thought y'all was on break. Well, we make some exceptions around here. (laughs) (laughs) And we are on break. Don't get it it twisted. (laughs) We believe in the breaks. We are. (laughs) <laughs> we do black women need a break okay but but sure. we had to make an exception because y'all know so michelle's not at the table which means which means that we have an interview y'all and i am so excited about who we have at the table y'all we have lynn sisson talbert at the table hey lynn how are you hi e hi c how are you doing <laughs> oh we are great we are so psyched to have you thank we, you for having me i'm excited we are so hyped we're trying to contain our excitement but you know <laughs> we're just you know what we're just gonna live into it okay <laughs> you're just be excited i, I think being excited is good <laughs> yes, yes. oh my That's goodness yeah, let's not even front. You're right. Okay. Oh, give this give this black woman her flowers. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> come on. Okay. Well, look, y'all, just in case you don't know who Lynn Sisson Talbert is off the strength of her name, all right. I'm gonna tell you a little something about the system. Uh Lynn Sisson Talbert stands tall as one of the most accomplished female producers in Hollywood and the guiding force behind top grossing original projects for film, stage, and books. Sisson Talbert is producing Netflix's first original live action musical, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, a 20-year passion project she has been developing alongside her husband, David E. Talbert. Sisson Talbert's other film producing credits include Fox Searchlight's Baggage Claim, Universal's Almost Christmas, both of which opened as the number one comedy in America, and Netflix's El Camino Christmas. You can follow Lynn on Instagram at Lynn Sisson Talbert. Welcome to the table, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you, Eve. Pleasure to be here. Well, Lynn, I have got, I've got to tell you, um, the, the uh, jingle jangle. So first of all, I should just, just disclose this, that I'm serious about Christmas movies. <laughs> I take I take Christmas movies very seriously. There is no shame in that. I'm, I'm one of those people. And uh, I, have, I, I have a ranking system i got a ranking system and everything <laughs> and this is <laughs> the ranking system tell them the ranking system i got it ranking system i mean well you 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 get a point obviously because it's about christmas and i'm i'm serious about that my name is christina born on christmas eve it, it's a big deal um so you get a point for that you get a point if there are african american people in it like that's just worthy of a point. Uh, you, you get a point if there is some type of love story, even if it's just the hint, the possibility of romance um, is in that love story. Um, and if there is music and dancing, that is a five point 
perfection uh, Christmas movie story. So that means that movies like Coming to America, which is a Christmas movie that surprises people, is a five-point movie. And I got to tell you, Jingle Jangle is a five-point movie on my list. Coming to America, which is one of my favorite films. So that is amazing. I mean, it really does check all my boxes. I mean, it's fantastic. So I just, I want to invite you to tell us the story of the birth of this movie. Um, your bio talks about how long you've been working on, working on this project to bring it to life. And it's been such a blessing for so many people at a hard, hard time of the year. Yes. So can you just tell us the story yes. of how this came to be? Yes. So um, my husband, David Talbert, is the writer and director. And the year that we got married, he came up with this story. Um, it was a initially going to be a Broadway production because we come from theater. And as we're putting it together and working on it, things just weren't quite coming together. It wasn't the right music. We always had a great basis of story, but it was the other elements we were trying to pull together. And a few years went by and we're doing other projects and other things and he would come back to it. And finally, when he came back to it one time, I said, why don't you just do it as a movie? And that just opened the floodgates because you're not stuck in the proscenium of theater and a stage. It's like sky's the limit. So he did that. We pitched it to a few studios um, with not no success. And we ended up doing a film with Netflix called El Camino Christmas with a friend of ours, um, Ted Melfi, who did Hidden Figures. And that was a great experience working with Netflix and um, working with Ted on that. Um, that was something that he wrote and then um, David directed it and I came in and produced it. So they wanted to talk to us about some other projects. So David went in the room with president of the studio, Scott Stuber and executive Nick Nesbitt. And he asked them, you know, what are you guys looking for? And they said, oh, we're looking for some big ideas. He said, well, I have a big idea. And he said, um, you know, year after year, and even just in my childhood, I loved films like Hit. For him, it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. For me, it was uh, Mary Poppins and Annie mm -hmm. growing up to, to those films. And mm -hmm. there's nothing like that that features us in this light. And, you know, I tried to show for him, he said he tried to show our son Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And David's all excited because it's like, this is my favorite movie. This is like reliving my childhood. And he's, you know, about to sing the song, you know, Chitty Chitty. You know, and my son Elias is looking at him like, okay. So he's so excited and he's like, uh, can I go play my Legos? Oh. He was not interested. And he, you know, Elias has Miles Morales on his wall, he has Black Panther on his wall. Mm -hmm. He could not connect to this. Mm -hmm. And that even made it more important to get this done. And so when he was in the office with Scott Stuber and Nick Nesbitt, he said, there's nothing that I can show my son annually that is representative of us. And he said, you're right. And we should do something about that. So he pitched him the idea and they bought it in the room. And not only did they buy it, they said to him, don't write budget, write your imagination. Now, who says that? 
Nobody no, does that. Nobody. You know, you, you want something, you want buy one, get one free. That's, no. what, that's, what, that's what we want, you know? No. Right, no. right, exactly. No. So from that, it was sky's the limit. We moved to London, packed up, moved to London for eight months uh, right. and shot this film, um, really engrossed ourselves in the environment. We were out on stages that we had a whole, it used to be a, a, a Air Force base. We had a whole base. One section would be where the sets were. One section we were doing stunts. Another section they were doing choreography. Another section we were doing music. So it was about that jingle jingle life <laughs> for that time. And it was amazing because it everything that we've ever done and wanted to do, we put in this film. And everything that we wanted to showcase, we put in this film. You know, I always wanted to do a period piece that highlighted us in this musical, magical world and mm-hmm. highlighted our hairstyles mm-hmm. and our our clothing Um where it was very authentic. It wasn't us trying to fit into a mold. It was what we brought to the table and what was passed down from our ancestors. So all of these elements and on top of it, just something magical, you know, be tapping into the kid in me, tapping into the kid in my husband, because these are images that I wanted to see. I wanted to fly like Mary Poppins, you know, when I was, I actually had an umbrella and jumped off of a roof, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure you're not alone in that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad to hear. It was really (laughs) bad. Thank you. Thank you. I survived. survived. (laughs) So that that's really what it what it's about. Something that is representative of of the world and representative of us. And I think that it was very sad that if you look at the Wiz was done forty years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and not only Mm. that, it's not an original IP. You know, Mm. it's not original. It comes from the Wizard of Oz. That's so true. That's true. when you think of things like that, what do we have that authentically speaks to us and that is an original piece? So that was our mission. This journey was no joke. Like the song, I think, was the soundtrack to our lives as we were doing it because I had to find that square root of possible. And when I tell you I was listening to that song, driving the set every day in my car, oh, like, I would push through, it's all possible, you know? <laughs> you know, in my car, there were days where I had to make it work again. There were days where I was feeling Magic Man G. And, you know, at the end, I didn't even realize this until we were talking about releasing the single that we released with um, that Usher we did. Uh, yeah. this day and the words say, you know, all our lives we've waited for this day. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where David and I were. Mm-hmm. And so it has been a long journey, but it's been a worthwhile and magical journey. And I'm so grateful to give this to the world. You know, when we were doing it, I didn't we didn't know that there was going to be a pandemic. We didn't mm-hmm. know that so much right. social unrest was going to happen. Right. So I'm I'm so grateful to be able to bring some joy and light and love into the world 
um, with this project because, you know, my son's seven years old. And as I'm telling him, you know, about the social unrest and teaching him about racism and all the different things, I also have to balance it and give him yes, some light yes, and some yes. love and some magic. So um, um, it, it, I, I'm just like really grateful for that. You know, and Lynn, we are grateful too. Uh, you know, when I was watching this, uh, the movie, I was thinking, um, I, I, it just was like, I, I was wondering, like, what would it have been like for me to be a child watching this movie? What would it have done for me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to see people that yes. look like you, their hair's like you, their clothing with Ankara, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's, it's like you. It's like, oh my goodness, all these things that represent you authentically, as you said, um, it's just so, I mean, the world of possibilities that this opens up for young children is just, um, and adults too, right? We're not excluded, but I'm just saying, but it's so formative, you know, to be able to grow up with a jingle jangle, right? The way that we grew up with a whiz, but like you said, the whiz was not um, completely original, right? Mm -hmm. Um, of course we remix and we put some season on it. That's what we do. (laughs) We make it our own. That's what we do. But, but this is like completely original. And so I'm curious, Lynn, you talked about, um, how you had to sing the square root of uh, a possible to yourself, right? You know, have to encourage yourself along the way. I'm curious about how, how can you talk to our sisters at the table about how it is that you continue to persevere? How did you access um, that that um, the depths of your imagination, right? To to really lay hold of what is possible. How did you? Yeah, yeah. How did you get there? Because you know, sometimes as we become adults, mm-hmm. we can get jaded. It's harder for yes. us to access that childlike imagination. How how were you able to do that and persevere through this? I tell you, um, that's one of my biggest things. Is I have to let a lot of things go. And my husband does as well. He goes into a world of his childhood when he's writing and a world that is free from judgment, free from, you know, he's his biggest critic when he's writing. And for me, I have to kind of incubate myself in the things that I read, the music that I listen to. You know, I won't watch certain shows when I'm doing certain projects. So for this project, I wanted to tap into the innocence of it all. And um, certain shows I don't watch because I, I, that's what I'm letting feed me. You know what I mean? And so um, those are things that I do. I listen to songs from my childhood and favorite things and um, keep those things around me and uh, watch cartoons with my son and read books with him that I used to read as a child and different things like that. And really even just being around him and watching him and how he looks at things, it, it, it helped, you know, it helped us through this process because he was such a light in that innocence of what did we want him to see? How did we want him to see the world? And, um, even watching him have an experience in London, you know, be, you know, I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I had him go to a British school. You know, he was, he had a little uniform. He's looking like, we called him Larry Potter, you know, because he had his little <laughs> uniform looking like Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was magical, you know, and I saw even just how, the people there 
because they don't have as much access culturally as we have here. And even just like simple things like amazing hair care, you know, that, right. that we have access to going to a beauty supply and different things. And we do, it's a plethora. They don't have that there. So me showcasing these hairstyles and different things, the women there were like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't know mm. what this means and you don't know what this says to me. Me having Biza Kadeh playing in the streets of Norwich when they're doing the snowball scene. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you know, I love that scene. Ghana came to me and she's like, Lynn, you don't know what this did for mm. me, hearing this in the streets of Norwich. She said, never did I think this would happen? Hmm. So little did I know as much as I wanted it and as much as we wanted it, there are other people that want it too. That other people that needed to be seen, that needed to be put on that pedestal where they Hmm. were validated in their hairstyles, in their clothing, in their fabrics, in the things that were passed down to us. So it, it just meant so much and was so important to do because it not only was it about doing an impeccable job with the project, it was about doing a job so that we can open doors for other people to do it. Mm. So I just took it on with just love and light. And there were tough times. And I tell you, like I gained 35 pounds on this set, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I can go on the set with Forrest Whitaker. But if I get that call that Elias forgot his lunch ticket, I got to take care of that, you know, and that does not matter. So, you know, it's, it's being a working mom, you know, finding balance, um, still having to sometimes deliver bad news as a producer to the director, who's also my husband. So it was a, it, there were a lot of, of steps and a lot of things that I had to deal with in the process. But I tell you, by Jove, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it to see all of your responses, to see the kids when they're watching this and jumping up and dancing and singing these songs. Yes. It's like my grandchildren will be watching this film. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, I mean, it, it's special. It's special. Mm. It absolutely yeah. is special. And I think, you know, one of the things, Lynn, in listening to you just kind of describe a bit of that, that journey and process for us is you know how dreams can be contagious and or how dreams can seed someone else's dreams um, and just expand our imagination. So I'm so I'm grateful for this project because I do think what you're describing, um, the way that this is going to spark uh, the interest in other people who uh, come behind you uh, creatively um, to to dream big dreams, right? That um, that are contagious, that impact the way we see ourselves and the way society sees us as well. You know, I was curious if you yeah. would just, um, if you could talk to us a little bit about what it means to be a producer. You know, we have we get the cool opportunity to talk to folks who have really different professions and just vocations. And I think uh, people are curious, I know I am, about what it means to mm-hmm. produce uh, this type of movie. What is your role? What What's your day-to-day would look like um, as something like this is coming to life? Sure. So there are several types of producers. There, are, there's a line producer who handles um, budget. There, you know, are several different. I, I 
even though I produced this film, I was a day-to-day producer on set. Um, I am a little more involved um, creatively because aesthetic is very much my forte and is very important to me. And I'm uh, ingrained in the story because I'm there from incubation when David writes it. Excuse me. And so I'm already thinking up the ideas of what the costumes will look like, what the hair will look like, what the set will look like um, while he's writing. You know, I can Mm. see. I see in pictures, so I can see the camera angles. I can see how uh, a certain shot is coming up when the grandmother's sitting there with the kids. I can see coming out of the fireplace. So that's kind of like how my mind works. So even though I have to deal with the day-to-day issues that come up as well, I'm much more involved creatively than most um, producers. So I'm, I'm, I have a very unique uh uh, situation with you know living with the writer and director, <laughs> and, right. and, and, and but still having still having to answer to um, the studios as well and be responsible for you know inevitably what is delivered. Um, wow. So yeah, that's what that's my role that I play in in dealing with the day to day and you know having to deliver bad news sometimes having to figure out budgetary constraints mm-hmm. and different things like that so i i think in general and just as women in general we're do what you got to do kind of people and we figure it out and we make it work with whatever it is and thankfully um, our theater background and my theater background um, has helped me through it because theater there's no budget you know <laughs> you right. You pull it out and you do the best that you can with it. You know, I remember having to come onto a set one time for a play we did called What My Husband Doesn't Know. And when I came onto the set for rehearsals, the set, it was horrific. And I literally had to redress it in two days. And we're, I'm in a small town in Virginia and I'm, I basically have big lots in Home Depot. But when I tell you that set was off the chain when I was finished, it was amazing. Wow. So um, that, that I bring that mentality into the things that I do. And I, I think that that's helped me just throughout. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that day to day process. Because, we, you know, we see the credits, we see producer, we see director, but we don't always know what exactly those roles entail. So thank you for breaking it down. And uh, it's so awesome to know that you're the one that's ideating, right? So it's like a lot of like, you know, we see Felicia Rashad sitting there opening up that book and it's magical. And we see all this magic coming from the book. That's you. <laughs> like, you know, like that's yes. awesome yes. to be able to see what what you what you did uh, in this film. Um, and I also wanted to let you know, I mean, I cried at several points um, during this movie. I mean, it was just so, it really filled my heart so much. It's just, uh, so I just, I loved it. I didn't want it to end. I was like, no. I know. know. Trust me. We didn't either. We didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be watching it again and again. Okay. It is an instant classic in our book. Um, and and has a five-star rating from Christina. So that's all. That that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Whatever that now, means. You know, it would be. Right. <laughs> hey, you put it up there. It means a lot. You put it up with coming to America now. Come on now. Like that yeah. is a classic. <laughs> that is a classic. It has. It, really does, it, it does have those ingredients that make it uh, 
so enduring. And I think, you know, it, it makes sense, Lynn, when you talk about kind of your, your theater background, because as a person who loves theater, um, yeah. I just kept thinking about what this would look like on Broadway. I was, I was like, go away, Me COVID. Too. I Me too. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's the goal. That's the goal, because that's how it started, um, being a play. And we definitely want to do that. We want it to be a perennial piece year after year. Uh, awesome. you know, out in the marketplace for families to go to for the holidays. Yes, and now I think it'll happen. Yes, yeah. yes. We're already working on that actually. Awesome. So yeah, so, exclusive, true stable, exclusive. No. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's and and awesome. you know, with it being on Netflix, you know, it's in 132 countries and it's translated oh in 32 languages. Wow. So I I watched it in Mandarin the other day. What you know, you I, I, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. It's unbelievable to me. And it just shows oh, how wow. far our reach can be, you know, expanding mm. our territory. And yes. I'm, I'm, I'm just in awe. Mm. Well, you know, Lynn, talking about expanding your territory, I mean, honestly, it would just be enough just to talk about the movie. But <laughs> You not only did the movie, you and David wrote two books that came out on December 1st. Like, congratulations. Okay. Today, it's book birthday. Today. Okay. So, happy book day, book launch day. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Or pub day is what they say, I believe. I just learned that today, too. There you go. Happy pub day. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like you wrote, there's two books. Okay. So the square root of possible, a jingle jangle story. And then there's jingle jangle, the invention of Jeronica's jangle. Oh my goodness. Can you talk to our sisters at the table about um, the yes. difference between the two books? Why the two books? And yes, because I know they're going to fly off the shelves. I'm going to buy one for my niece. I'm actually really excited. So actually when we get Thank off, you. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, yes. the Square Root of Possible is a picture book. And I did that because it's in my son's age range. Um, it's a picture book with a sweet little story based on the song, the Square Root of Possible, that Journey sings. And um, it's it shows when Journey comes to town to meet her grandfather and how she helps him find his Square Root of Possible. Um, and it's illustrated by an amazing um African-American female artist. Her name is uh, Tara Nicole Whitaker. And I love this. It also has the lyrics to the song in the back so that the kids can sing along with the song Square Root of Possible. And with either of the books you get, I did that because with any of the books that you pick up, you can download the Square Root of Possible song for free. You just upload your receipt to jinglejanglesong.com and you can get the Square Root of Possible song. Um, The middle grade book is for 10 and up and it is called The Invention of Jeronica's Jangle and it delves more into the story a little bit. And a full circle moment there is Felicia Rashad recorded the audiobook of that book oh, wow. as well. So you can sit by a fire. If you want to oh, still my. get your jingle jangle on, you can sit by a fire for Christmas or make some cocoa for your wow. holidays and listen to Felicia Rashad read Jingle Jangle, wow. the invention of Jeronica's Jangle. Wow. Amazing. And now Lynn, how were you, how were y'all able to do 
two books and this movie at the same time. Oh How gosh. did you find the time? <sighs> Let me tell you, I, I have not recovered. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, you know, and then the pandemic, like we were in post yeah. during the pandemic. So I'm we're posting this film from home. Like I'm I'm on the phone on Zooms with London and Montreal and Paris and wow. Italy doing visual effects because we just had to push through it all yeah. and working on the book and I I just feel like um, I'm David and I were just determined you know what I mean we were determined to maximize this opportunity and to make sure that everything was the best it could be. I had a great mm. team around me, you know, shout out to the Jingle Jangle family and Netflix um, to help us bring our vision to life. And he is a fearless leader and so amazingly talented. And I'm so grateful that the world can finally see yeah. what everything that he can do, you know? Yes. Yes. And, um, I, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's that thing. And I know you guys understand where mm -hmm. you're like, I'm going to push to get to the end. I'm going to get to the other side. Yes. And that's what this has been for us. So I wasn't letting up until, until we got it done. Yes. And you did. Absolutely. You did. Absolutely. You. Clearly it's, it's, it's really a blessing for us this holiday season. And, it has enduring yes. quality. So it, it's, it will be the movie, <laughs> the movie that families gather around. Um, and, and, and I don't think not only in African-American homes, which is incredibly important, um, but I just I just think it has um, an ability to pull people in who um, see themselves in the full humanity of the people that you that you put before Absolutely. us. And the, the lineup of actors is just just stellar. Um, the the vocal ability spot on. And I, again, that's why I keep thinking like they brought to us a Broadway play in our home. Um, and, you know, as somebody who was a part of the, you know, the Hamilton craze and, and got to watch it at home. Oh, got to yes. watch it live, this was a, this is a, this was a real treat. It really was a Broadway play in our home. Um, and yes. there were so many scenes in it that I love. There were so many characters that I, I just felt a connection to, and I wanted to meet, you know, they were like in real life, you know, I wanted, I wanted to experience them in real life. Yes. And that opening, that opening number, um, just the dancing, this uh, the, the musicality, the, just the images yes. that pop the very beginning of it. I was like, Oh, I'm going to sit up straight. This is, this is going to be good, good. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm curious for you though what what were what was you know what were some of the scenes and, and Kimmy I'd love to hear your thoughts too what was one sure, of the yeah. scenes that just really made you sit straight and say like this this is something special oh my gosh there's several um, our amazing songwriter Philip Lawrence uh, who wrote all of the song all of the songs except for Make It Work that John Legend wrote. Oh, okay. um, he uh, he's phenomenal. He co-wrote most of the Bruno Mars hits as well. And so coming mm -hmm. from that world of trying to integrate Broadway and pop, it was just a perfect mix. Um, mm. I, I feel like, I mean, that's where Root of Possible is, is, is 
really means something to me because, you know, I see myself and I'm, you know, like that little girl that was singing Annie when she was a kid and all of that. So that determination that journey has to help bring her grandfather back and help, you know, um, mend the, the, relationship with her mother and her grandfather again is there's just so many layers there but i feel like just this whole album has been like the soundtrack you know to our lives so yeah it depends what kind of mood i'm in you know like or sometimes i have to make it work again sometimes i need a square with a possible moment you know so it it, sometimes you need miles and miles you need to smile you just smile you know so um i i think it just really depends and i tell you you know i i'm a believer in you know you can't touch someone unless you've been touched so Mm. this touches me as well. I still cry when I see it. I'm still moved when I watch it. So I'm not detached from it at all, even though I was there for the process and part of the process. Um, it, it's it's just, I, I can't even explain it because it's just so new. You know, this feeling I'm still processing um, because it's just so new to me. It's a, it's a dream come true. So I'm learning how to live in the moment of that and just be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that you're not detached from the project. Cause you know how it, you know, when you're working on something for so long, you know, you can mm-hmm. kind of be like, all oh, right, I don't want to hear this no more. I'm just exactly. want this to be done. You know? um, and it's exactly. so, it's so clear though, that you did live with this project you lived it you breathed it um you believed in it um uh and and that was just so clear to me I think uh there were a lot of scenes of course that that jumped out at me um since you know Christina was asking us um you know honestly we're probably from the beginning I was uh um uh, uh, sucked in. Uh, seeing, um, let me see. I had her name right here. Oh, seeing Justin uh, Cornwell, who was young Jeronicus, yes. and yes. also Sharon Rose, Sharon um, Rose, Joanne Jangle, and for me, seeing, I was like, wait a minute, is that a dark skinned woman with a dark skinned man? Like that's just that's something right. we don't often see. And that's so I was like, right. whoa! I was like, okay, they are doing something that yeah. is truly representative, right, of what we see or yeah. um, what we ought to be seeing. And so I was like, wow, yeah. this is really really revolutionary and I was yes. like let me sit up and then of course the wardrobe because you know I, I care about the fashion fashion, like looking at her dress right Sharon's dress I was like oh my god I was like, is that Ankara is that Ankara mm-hmm. and my mom was like that's her that's her clothing that's our fabric you know because um, uh, my my mom's yes. Nigerian and so I was like yes oh that god, is right god. and so so is, so is uh Sharon Oh, she okay. See, there yes. you go. We everywhere. And so I was like, oh my goodness. So it was just really just so beautiful. And then of course I also loved uh Lisa Davina Phillip. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, Miss Johnston. Oh yes. she stole the for me, she stole the movie. I mean, she just was yes. so great. She was phenomenal. She's um, amazing. And she's that was her first film. What? Her wow. first film, she she wow. never done a film before. Kieran Dyer, who plays Edison, that was his first film. He actually wow. came on the audition because it was a birthday gift. He said, oh. I want to go on an audition for my birthday. Oh, my goodness. 
He'd never been on one and he came in and he killed it and he got a movie for his birthday and a career for his birthday. On, there you go. Yes. Oh my goodness. They, yes. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. Lisa was, yes. I mean, there was a scene where she just stole the scene from Forrest Whitaker, which is like uh, almost impossible to do. And she, <laughs> she, she, got it. Okay, she got it. I was like, she got it. And so, like, it, anyway, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it just was so, it was phenomenal phenomenal um uh you just awakened the the inner girl right the little girl within me I yes just, that's what i wanted to do she was jumping and prancing all over the place <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we wanted and journey you know like you said it's all shades it's multicultural you know and the themes are multicultural the themes are universal you know, in general, because we all really want the same things. You know, we want to be able to pursue our dreams. We Absolutely. want to be healthy and safe. We want our kids to have opportunities. So, you know, that's really what it's all about. It is for everyone. It just happens to feature an, an amazing leading Black cast. Yes, my goodness. So, yeah, you know, as you as you both were just talking, I was I was thinking about, you know, um, one of one of my my favorite characters, um, you know, you know, Anika Noni Rose is um, just, yes. Yes. just a powerhouse. And in our house, of course, she is she is Princess Tiana because I have two and daughters. Princess, that's right. Um, that's right. Know, and I really, we really we were waiting. We were waiting to hear her her saying. And of course, she she did all that. Um, she was just oh, excellent. Absolutely. I did, I did not want to be remiss in not mentioning um, her performance and, and her name. Um, you know, as, you know, as, as, we, as we start to, to wrap up, Lynn, you know, I was curious. There are so many takeaways, obviously, for me and Akimini and, and so many others who have already seen the movie and are going to, going to see it. But I'm curious from, from your vantage point, when you think about all of your, your labor, all of your investment, all your uh, 35 pounds of, of worry it's real out here it's real out here cortisol cortisol levels go up and you know those pounds stick sometimes uh, um but, but i'm curious what what do you want people to take away how will you know that you have done something um that, has, that, that will make you feel proud you know what do you want to see if you could kind of peer into uh the living room of families particularly african-american families what what do you want to see um, of those closing sentiments, those closing thoughts uh, from those families experiencing this movie? I, I want them to feel proud. I want them to know that they're magical and that you can still tap into the magic, even if it lies dormant sometimes, that anything's possible. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm fortunate. This is the, the one good thing about social media or there's a few good things, but this has been a bonus for me because to tap, I kind of I'm old, so I have an aversion to it. You know, it's kind of hard to <laughs> get all, all the way in sometimes, but I'm trying to be better. But this has changed it for me, seeing the moms record their kids watching yes. and they're dancing in front of the TV, yes. um, you know, talking yes. to the mommy bloggers and, um, you know, all the little boys and girls and, and just 
parents in general across the board, no matter, uh, you know, any race and culture, Mm -hmm. they've just been having a great time. And, you know, the timing, I I couldn't have asked for more. Um, Like I said, with having to wanting being bring some balance to the world right now. And um, I feel like I'm just so grateful for the good that's starting to come out of all of this. And to me, this is one of them. So um, that—that's really what it is. It's just something—a little, a little escape, a little escape from what's going on right now, and some fun and some joy. Yeah, and you know, and you did that, right? You took us on a fantastic voyage. You really did. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you know, it's not wise to be traveling all around during no, a global not. pandemic. So we were able no. to really take um, a trip while watching uh, Jingle Jangle. And I just, it, it's just, it's, it's really beautiful. It's a real masterpiece. Um, and I'm, you know, when we're talking about looking out for the good, right? Even in a year like 2020, yes. you know, there are still good things that happen during during a bad yes. year. Um, and I, and, and like you said, I think one of those good things is jingle jangle. Um, and I'm wondering, Lynn, if you can talk to our sisters at the table and tell them some of the other good things you have coming up, uh, how they can follow uh, your work. How can they purchase your book? This is your time to talk to our sisters and let them know where they can access all of your work, follow you and all the great things that you're doing. Thank you. So the books are available today wherever books are sold, Amazon, Target, Walmart, you name it. You can find the books, The Square Root of Possible, The Jingle Jangle, The Invention of Jeronica's Jangle, and the audio of Jingle Jangle, The Invention of Jeronica's Jangle. Um, The soundtrack is available as well everywhere. Um, You can download and you can follow me on Instagram at Lynn Sisson Talbert. And on Facebook at Lindsay and Talbert and on Twitter at Lynn Talbert. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn. And then you mentioned uh, with the with the uh, the picture book, uh, the square root of possible. There's a way for our listeners to download a song. You said if they went to a certain yes. website, can you? Yes. So any of the books, if you purchase okay, any, any of the books, books okay. uh-huh, okay. on the audio book, it's already included. So when you okay. purchase the audio book or download that on Audible or SoundCloud or wherever you purchase, the song will already be on there. And for the two. Um, paperback and picture book and e-kindle, whatever you choose to get, you upload your receipt to jinglejanglesong.com and you'll be able to download right then and there the song, The Square Root of Possible from the film, from the soundtrack. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn, for coming to the table. We so, so, so appreciate you. Thank you, Ian C. It was my pleasure. <laughs> it was a treat to have you. And of course, we want to thank we want to thank our sisters at the table. Thank you for sitting with us this week, y'all. Let's yes. keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about Jingle Jangle interview with Lynn Sisson Talbert. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truce Table, or you can email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast 
player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, which is how y'all are listening to this episode. Um, so you could always send your loft offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York, and we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.